you know what made my editing so much easier? Because I had to move shit around to make it work. Is stop listening to it? No. No. Because no. you said fuck me. There's a fuck you, Paul. I'm like, I can put that right in after the intro. <laughs> it will flow. <laughs> Right. I I had to call him. What what was that Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I called him Tuesday. I'm like, I hope you know how fucking much I hate you right now. I was like, what? I said, you never introduced the podcast on eighty nine. That was supposed to be my easy episode. I'm like, it was one continuous episode. Oh no no no! I'm going through this. And I'm like, I I hear him introduce all of us, but before that, it's like five minutes to talk. I'm like. Where the fuck did he say, hey, Paul? For an hour, I tried to find where he introduced himself. He just never fucking did. Dude, I would have gone I would on two minutes and been like, all right, I'm just going to edit it in. That's and so- you know what would have happened? He would have said it then later, and I would have left it the fuck in there. Hey, this is Mark McKenna here, uh, creator of Combat Jacks, Banana Tail, a uh, longtime artist for Marvel and DC Comics, and you're listening to the Comic Book Rehab Podcast. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, Paul. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> I am joined by Dave the sort of happy hatter a little bit, or Cairo hatter. We can call you that. You cracked my back today. Oh, yeah. Give me uh, the look. I heard you wouldn't return the favor, though. No, no, no. <laughs> the Chris for- Chris wanted me to. He wanted to see it. Forklift out of uh, service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. Yes. And... Jimmy, the Jimmy, are we still the oh, Jimmy? We'll go back are to we Jimmy going? Jimmy Kimmel almost live. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. Not and Josh's dad, Jimmy. Josh's dad, Jimmy. And fuck you, Josh. All right. So, besides you uh, that was cracking very, that backs, was very good, by the way. Actually introducing the podcast makes the editor's job way easier. Yeah, I didn't do that last week. Yeah, so I, yes, that's an edit know. last week. It's an edit last We've week. Had this is episodes. a little behind us. This side. is the ninety first. And what it's it, my first is, misstep. Is it? Is it really, Paul? Is it? <laughs> it's the first one you probably forgot to introduce yourself. Yeah, that I thought we had down. Like, like we're finally coming around to where you're consistent with the date. I'm like, oh, that's one less thing. And then you throw that fucking curveball at me. Got so. him to stop scraping his chair. Yep. Yeah. A little bit, sort of. Every now and again, I do. But oh, anyway. there's a couple of them. In, yeah, every now and again. 90, it still, it like, still happens. That was like two hours. It's like, had, oh, like, scrape the chair. Any, any listeners, Jay. enjoy the, the, the sometimes scraping chair sounds because soon you're going to get the ones where it's like, he's going to have like the chair lift that, that moves him in. <laughs> the ones that they used to get up the staircases and stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, the way it's been going lately, <laughs> yes, this is true. This is why Dave had What's to crack my back this morning. Oh, that's just Paul's that's Paul and his jazzy. Yeah, my jazzy. <laughs> computer goes oh, dead. Oh, my God. I could be on my bad little motor scooter and ride. Computer goes dead because he forgot to plug it in over his jazzy. <laughs> yeah, that, that could happen. That could so happen. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Paul has an outstanding lawsuit against one of our publishers. Yeah, Image yep. clearly ripped off his image this week. Uh, More on that later in Independence. 
Yeah, you know what? I thought someone looked like Paul too. I'm I'm trying to remember what book it was. Not, not so much look like Paul, but as definitely acts like him. Act like Paul. Kind of talks like him. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. <laughs> Dude, I read that. And I'm like, there's no way in hell you're not making that your pick of the week because it's like that's that's a Jimmy, My, that's was, Jimmy this, fodder thought, all I over the that place. The entire time reading it, My, one. Well, we'll get to it, but uh, my pick of the week is the very first book I read this week. It's in the way. Wasn't there a 2020 book that came out this week? That was the first book I read this week. Yes, there was. All righty. So we're going to try and talk about some comic books that came out on February 26, 2020. Well, you know why I know that. Because I said 30 years. I know that date. For some reason, I know that date. You like years. to know when your prison sentence started. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I do. I do. I just want to know when I get out. I'm <laughs> hoping for, for parole for good behavior. August, tw- August 28th, 2013 for me, by the way. So uh, we're going to talk about some comic books and we're going to start off with Marvel. And I'm thinking, how about Star Wars number three? I'm good with it. What do you think? Um, I'm enjoying the series. I I like this. I like this one, I think, a little bit more than I liked number two. Yeah, two was kind of showing where everyone was at. Now I think we're going to go to individual stores. I liked that. um, I I like. Do I you like, like the ship that's following them is called like Revenge of the Death Star or what? Is that what it's called? Or no, or no, no it's Tarkin's uh, Revenge or something, right? Tarkin's, yeah, something like that. And I love but that it's, story. it's it's the, it's the, it's literally a destroyer, literally be a, destroy, a, a star destroyer that is they're they're going to avenge Grand the death Tarkin. The, well, no, no, the Death Star okay. because there's the, actually a piece of, piece of the Death Star that was lodged in it. And this new guy for the that was on the crew was like, hey, when we got in, I can get this fixed. And they're like, you don't understand what this is. They're like, this was damaged like this during the Death Star. And you know what was great was the way they described that. If you're on that side of the battle, they're the Taliban. The rebels are the Taliban. Yeah. I mean, that's legitimately how they make it sound to their people. You know, everyone on this, everyone on the ship lost someone as part of the Death Star explosion. And for the first time, it's like, so they, holy fuck. So our band of heroes end up going back to, which is Lando, Luke, and Leia. And the droids. And the droids. Yep. Uh, no Chewie, or Chewie. Actually, it's only R2. I, th- I think. Yeah. C3PO or. Somewhere else. No, no, Chewie's there. Is Chewie there? I think so. Is he a part of it? But anyway, they end up going back to Cloud City what I liked about that, you really get to see the Lando character and why he is, I mean. The he, way he is. He, yeah. char- he charms his he way He charms in. his way in everything, which is, again, the Lando way of doing things. But also, uh, they the Empire fucks with Lobot. Like, they turn him into, like, he is like a master computer controlling everything that they run through kind him. Kind of like the guy in everything that's tied to this. It is. System fucking cool as shit it was like holy hell you know they did some shit to him and stuff and we see a and because luke's trying to find his uh lightsaber that's mm-hmm. where this is going i think maybe that's why i like this one because it's like it was a little it's, uh it's those things that you don't 
that it was a you, little you, thing. You've always like, had the conversation like, well, did Luke ever go back to look for his lightsaber, or you yeah. know, what happened to Cloud City? It fills in those gaps, but does it in a way that this matched the tone. I mean, this yeah. matched so, Lucas's tone throughout. Um, yeah, still um, recommending Star Wars. Still, I, still I really decent. Need to read yeah. the fir- I really re- need to read the first series of this because if it did the same thing between. Well, this the one's Charles Soule. I don't. He didn't write the first one. I don't think. I don't think I don't he read know. right. Or if he did, he didn't no, do he, all of he it. He did the Vader series. He did the, the Vader series, which was another one that everybody freaked out on. Yeah. Oh, they loved that series. I sold the I, shit I, out I of I that. I can see it. I mean, it was. This was good. This was good. All right, Davey. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Hi Dave. Punisher Soviet number four. I like this. This was good. I like this a lot. Um, in this one, Punisher and I, Soviet Punisher uh, kidnapped the mobster's wife. And she starts telling the story. And apparently he inserted a tracker into her. Well, so, the, what, what, what happens is they have her and they're trying, they're, they're talking to her and trying to get, they're questioning her. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, after a while, they're, they're like, okay, why she, is she call, so calm? And, and, and I think it's Frank that figures it out. It's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, she's, she's got, got a, a tracker, tracker on her. And he gets out the knife. Where's your tracker? And right away, she's like, uh, uh, left eye. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, fuck. But it's and too late because it's there too already. late. They're yeah. on their way and they do things and they kind of work on getting her on their side yep. to help out. And that's where this is kind of going for the rest of it. It was really a good way. We had Punisher things going on, but we also had a really good way of making the story move along, move along for a little bit further. Yeah. So uh, this is really good. A lot of the dialogue was 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 good, too. All righty. Mr. Jimmy. Spider-Man number 40. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Hi, Hi the Jimmy. Jimmy. Um, still same creative team, Spencer and Coelho. Um, the weird thing is, the cover is clearly an Otley cover. I mean, clearly an Otley cover. But yet, it's credited to two other people. How about that? I'm just like, did I miss something on that cover? No. Uh, this is good. It's the um, continuation of J. Joe Jameson's whole uh, podcast. Chance shows up. Again, he gets away, but he actually takes one of P- Peter's web shooters, proving uh, the foreigner correct. And it was all part of the foreigner's plan to drive more business to this casino that he's kind of now going to back because he realizes that... Um, Chance was intentionally throwing these fights and things like that to uh, bet on himself, bet on himself losing because that's always what happens when you fight with Spider-Man. And like even at this point, he's like, "Shit, I only have a minute left to last in this thing, or I lose." He's like, "Punch me in the face," and Peter's like, "Okay." Um, but he leaves, and Peter's like, "I need to stop and get him because there's people in danger." But uh, Peter realizes that no one's really in danger, and he goes back and he finishes the Holy podcast hell. with you learn Jameson, and it's a it's hit. People are starting to change I'm his change uh, my mind. <laughs> he uh, begins to uh, change the public opinion of Spider-Man, and uh, for the good, for the good, and the protege—I forget her name—but 
that's running this TMZ type company, she shows up at Peter's apartment and is like, I need you to do something. And Parker's like, yeah, I can get you pictures of Spider-Man. She's like, no, I want you in the room with him so he really opens up. So now Peter's like, shit. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. Clearly they're punting the ball on the whole uh, kindred thing for a little bit. Uh, the big last Yeah, I'm wondering if that's something that they're pl making plans for a little bit later. But the big last page reveal is uh, Peter's friend from the college who he helped fix his kind of uh, futuristic, you know, predicting the future thing. He shows up at Chance's uh, helicarrier casino and he's placing bets and is about to get roughed up. And he's now calling himself Premonition? Is that what he's calling himself? Something like that. Uh, but it's also revealed that Chameleon's kind of behind the whole uh, bringing Spider-Man to a new light thing. So, more to come on that. I've really dug this since they got out of the whole funk with 2099. There's like wet stuff here. I don't know if you want to put your books there or not. It's all dry. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, Hi Josh. Josh. Fantastic Four, Grim Noir, number one. This is my pick of the week because this was... A perfectly written thing story. Did anyone else read this? This is my Marvel pick of the week. This was so good. This was fucking. Yeah, I didn't, get, really a to, I didn't like, get a chance. You're a this. thing fan, right? A little bit. All right. No, he's just built like him. This was so good. I mean, it's not wrong. It had. It was a good story by itself. The only complaint I have is that the villain's name is kind of cringy, and, yeah. and lame. It's like it's like D apostrophe spare. But it's spelled S P S P A Y R E or something. It's weird. Despair is actually been in the Marvel Universe for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's a cringy fucking name yeah. though. Either way, uh, there was a lot of good like. I don't know if they were intentional or not, but they were kind of like really funny moments that that only kind of work in in a in a comic book story. Like for example, there's a part where it, it basically uh, Ben is having these dreams. Where uh, he's no longer the thing, he's Ben Grimm again, and uh, Alicia's being kidnapped by despair. He doesn't know who he is, but he sees his face and he feels powerless again. So he wakes up in the middle of the night screaming, and he talks to Alicia. And Alicia's like, well, why don't you tell me what he looks like? And I'll, I'll use my clay stuff to make his face, because she's blind, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's blind, she makes the face or whatever, but um, he keeps waking up, waking up early in the middle of the night. Screaming and stuff, he can't get back to sleep. But there's there's uh, there's a panel where where the thing is brushing his teeth, and I think that's this is gonna sound dumb, but that's that's the reason I made this my pick of the week is because he's the thing. Why the fuck is he brushing his teeth? Does he even have fucking teeth? Who fucking knows? But I thought it was really funny. Yeah, the rest of the story, -like. the rest of the story is pretty good. Uh, essentially, their neighbor across the street who has a really beautiful singing voice. Um, and because Alicia's blind, they, they like to hear her sing every once in a while. One day, they just stop hearing her. Um, and then Alicia's looking out the window, I mean, facing the window, expecting her to be singing in the middle of the night. <laughs> Alicia, what are you doing? Guessing? Guess, yeah. I guess, guess there's nobody guess, out there. And, there's no and, one there. And uh, she's like, I hope she didn't move away. And Ben's like, no, it's not that bad. And he notices that there's some <laughs> some detectives in her, in her apartment. So he goes to investigate and finds out that... Uh, 
She's been taken by this despair creature <laughs> to be her private singer or be his private God singer. God damn. And uh, <laughs> he keeps going. Finn goes to investigate. He and encounters this was really despair, good. And despair basically pulls him down underground. God, this is the beauty part. Thing of ends up uh, defeating him and, and rescuing this woman. This is always the best moment of our podcast. <laughs> but, uh, somebody laughing like hell and Josh. This she, was a. This I'm was gonna like get a, this done. A perfect. I'm gonna get this review. A perfect <laughs> thing story. Uh, this was only a one shot too, which I thought this was gonna be like a, an ongoing mystery, but it, like it finished up pretty quickly. Or at least like a series of them. Like I thought this. Would oh be my god! If, okay, universe. you got to spend a little time editing. You literally got to take his track and pan it left and put all the other tracks hard right just while he's doing this review because it's funny as shit. Because <laughs> he just, this he just keeps good, going. Anyone that is a Thing fan, there's a part where um, Thing is reflecting on things that made him because Despair is feeding off of all of his like bad experiences through his life. Oh, I and love that part. part the, the... Where he talks about how he's the hardest he's ever been hit He's like, don't tell the Hulk because it would hurt his feelings. But the hardest he's ever been hit is by his abusive father. And I was like, fuck, that's that's hilarious and dark Indeed, at the same yeah. time. So oh, Dugan knocked it out of the park with this. Absolutely. I, I don't think Dugan's the only one that wrote it, though. I think it was co-written by um, um, uh, Ron Garney. Well, Ron, Ron Garney would have done the art. Uh, he did the art, right? They, they both are on story. So. Yeah. Well, a, he's, he's credit, so they're they, both tell, credited as storytellers. And then Matt, sure. Matt Miller is um, color artist. Yeah, so he probably worked with Duke yeah, on the story. Yeah, they probably talked about probably. a plot point with it, and then Ron probably brought stuff to it. And then it's kind of the actually the Marvel way of writing books yeah. where, you know, Stan they and not, Jack. They, they killed it. Yeah, like, this Stan was, and this Jack would talk about, hey, I want to do this. And then Jack would write, pretty much draw it, and, and Stan just wrote the dialogue. So it was always a Kirby story. So anyway, speaking of Fantastic Four, X Men Fantastic Four number two. I like this better than the first. Yes, one. I like too. this. I still... This feels very. This feels like a Fantastic Four book. Yes, yes. because the X Men are clearly the fucking bad guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and that drives me crazy. It's almost like Cyclops realizes it. I Cyclops is fucking creepy as shit now. Right? He's, just, he's like. He's literally the but but what I Nazi soldier that's just like I'm just following orders and that's yeah but what I like about this too is like Reed and and Sue are like look you clearly you know got into our son's head and you're turning him against us and and everything else and 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 I you know Doom on Doom Island with the kids you know he pretty much and had everybody is it kind of creepy that they're like calling him Uncle Doom. Well, Valeria. Well, I guess but, they spent a lot of time together. That's yeah. what I gather. I mean, I haven't. I don't know. I, I didn't read a lot of Fantastic Four in any Marvel up until like a couple of years ago. So, but um, when when the X Men are getting together, together and they're trying to figure everything out, Dude, when they're like, "Hey, they're going to be coming for us," and I mean, and Johnny like, Storm is manageable, and so is the Thing, but you can't ever, you know, guess what what Reed's going to do. And Sue Storm is invisible, so they could be anywhere. And then, and then Magneto right just there. fucking dusts like this metal. Uh, structure and makes it like snow fucking metal flakes so they can see the thing and yeah. the thing's like I heard you call me a brute and then just fucking, fucking slugs slams him. him that was awesome it was awesome it was awesome that how was they went awesome. through the through the whole thing and then it's like Sue we need you and then 
You know, they but do. But here's my thing with the that. The way they Wait. jump-started Sue, Sue was also really fucking That was fucking great. Thing with that, though, okay? If Krakoa is a sentient island that only mutants can get on, how did the Fantastic Four get into... I'm going to argue that Sue's shields can shield detection as well. But they would still need to be... be I'll mutants. allow that. They still need to be mutants to pass through the gateways. They didn't pass through the gateways. They didn't pass way through the gateways. No, and plus, you the, don't need... That's only car. through the gateways. Yeah. You can, you can, you go, can go, go right up. You can go to the island because up in the ship. That that's, recently. that's what uh, Kitty's doing with the Marauders. Right. Um, uh, so, so they could go... They, they probably know Dr. that Strange because, again... been on the island, too. Yeah. And in fact, he got yelled at it, remember? And then he started levitating. And he's like, oh, I'm not on the island. And they're like, all right, we're not going to kill you then. That was in um, Surgeon Supreme or something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, sure. They they could go up that through any and, parts and of way, the island. Yeah, the way, they, way. They, the way they jump start because Sue gets knocked out by a Cyclops blast, yeah. and they're like, "Shit, we we got to wake her up. We're, we don't stand a chance." So what they do is 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 Reed's like, "Oh man, I I can't do anything for her while she's in the suit, and the suit's protecting us from their 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 mind control or whatever." And he's like, "That's it. I'll just fucking." He opens up her mask and um, lets Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Fucking wakes give her, her sucker. up, yeah, and then closes blessing. it right away, yeah. and she's like, "All right, you're waking now. Shield us and get this fuck out of here." That was awesome. Yeah, there was some really cool. This makes perfect sense in 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 the the appropriate universes that that they everything worked fine. Like it wasn't like I I I had to suspend my disbelief outside of this already being a comic book sort of thing. There wasn't any sort of like weird Deus Ex, Mach- Deus Ex Machina sort of stuff that had to explain something away. It made total fucking sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, The Daily Bugle, number two. I hear this is actually pretty decent. It's very well written. I just yeah. kind of don't know when the story takes place or what really is going on. But um, they uncover that the person that is upside down did die and it is someone that spider-man was seen chasing and uh spider-man did hang him up and how did i do that i didn't touch it but i didn't even uh, move my feet i'm not josh i will not power through this (laughs) i will i will let the side talk stop and i will continue this review But Peter tracks down uh, this ki- the kid that he ran into, and he finds out that there's some other web fluid out there that was taken from his formula but was kind of done wrong. And it's ten, 10 times exponentially as long. So instead of taking 30 minutes to dissolve, it takes like 10 hours or something like that. But this kid also developed some type of time travel thing within a... It got really screwy, but the big story behind it is uh, Robbie has buried stories in the past about that Jonah wanted that, you know, Spider-Man was linked to these deaths and things like that, and it all came from this one guy who, you know, he he said he had evidence, and when he came in, it was basically just a guy looking to get a fix. Well, that's the guy that got killed in the first one. I th- I think people I think the internet likes this a lot more than I do. It wasn't bad, but if I wouldn't have got to this, I wouldn't have missed anything. Okay, Avengers of the Wasteland, numero dos. 
Um, this is still decent. We get this the new Captain America's backstory. Whose name is what? Clint? Spencer. Something like something. that. But apparently he was... Uh, a Latvarian that was kind of a, a wanderer and he signed up because... Uh, well, after after Doom and them had... Doom tried to start restart the Super Soldier program to make his own clones of the Fantastic Four. He's the only one that basically and he's survived. That actually was pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. There's one other that survived, and he kind of seen the evilness. That he kind of looked like Winter Soldier. Yep, and he uh, he re- then rejected the super serum. Obviously, they're going the way of, well, you were pure of heart, and that's why it worked on you the same way as it worked on Steve Rogers. Yeah, but we get don't really get a glimpse of that pureness of heart, do we? Because he kind of like decapitates somebody with his shield. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> that last one, like half an hour ago, I didn't fucking get assaulted by. But when you moved your chair up and lifted your ass up and then sat back down, it like blast, it like fucking blasted it out. So unsuspecting, dude. And I was like, all right, as long as he doesn't get up this time, I'll be all right. And then, no, that one fucking. Holy hell, dude! I looked at him. And I'm like, I'm when you say you ate Taco now. Bell for for lunch, do you mean you ate the entire restaurant and all the people inside of it? Yes. That smells like yes. fucking digested corpse meat. Oh, that was perfect. He was he was so unsuspecting, and I said I said wait for it. And he's he's just like what? And then they had some. I wish I would have had a camera for that. That would have been a perfect video. Oh. The, the fucking card would have been wiped <laughs> been corrupted by the fucking smell man but uh anyway this, anyway, yeah, this the avengers <laughs> wasteland ended with uh introduction of uh barren blood so very cool ant-man number two this is uh, a lot of fun even though i kind of skimmed through it um the the ant guy uh swarm well, swarm he's the b guy Oh, he's a bee guy. That's right. The Nazi bee guy. He's a Nazi, apparently. And I guess uh, he kind of was mutating bees to become weaponized, and then the bees consumed him, but his mind remained er, re- remained in the, 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 the hive mind. The swarm basically became... Well, took control of the hive mind. Yeah, he kind of blended with it. And then these other bee, these other insects sort of also got affected by his muted, mu- mutated formulas... But they hated him because he was still half man. Like he was the, the mind of a man mixed with a hive mind of the bees. So he wasn't a pure insect. Which is a little ironic because he was a Nazi. So he wasn't pure enough for the bug races. And Scott totally calls that out too. Yeah. Um, the, the funniest joke though is when his daughter Stinger is telling the mother that she's got an offer to join the Avengers. And she's like, wow, that's incredible. And then she's like, West Coast Avengers. She's like, oh, but yeah, the, no. The, the, yeah, but she's like, Kate Bishop's running. She's my teammate. And she's like, oh, so anybody can just call themselves an Avenger. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, look, hey, I don't say this that often. Maybe we should listen to your father for a second or give some, give your father some credit. Uh, but he ends up um, 
kind of dispatching some of the the bug people, like the bug villains. They're they're basically made of bugs. By by, he gets away with gets away from them. But Macro Thrax is like the big villain, and he wants to cleanse the planet of the plague of the apes or whatever he calls them. Um, and then he finds out by tapping in because. Ant-Man can communicate with the bees through the through the hive mind, so to speak. He's able to kind of mind control and, and read the thoughts of Scott. He finds out that his pin particles are in his anthill, and he goes and fetches the anthill pin particles. So now this Macrothrax guy has his own version of Ant-Man that is an ant um, and is going to be, I guess, working on his side, so... The humor is the is a big highlight oh, of this. I'd still say my favorite part of this book is the recap with Pam the Ant. Oh, at the beginning, yeah. Oh, I missed that part. I, I don't know who the creative team is, but this is a creative team that should be on Deadpool next. This kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Haw- the Hawkeye series, where it's, yeah. it's very lighthearted. It is not supposed to be taken seriously. It's just kind of a setup for some really good, well-written jokes, and it, it nails it, so... Is this it? So, Do you have something Marvel yet? Tarot, number three. I didn't get to that. I wanted to. I really don't give a fuck. Isn't it tarot? Yes, it's tarot. I I really... They had this whole thing where they're going in the multiverse and there's these weird characters and each... I lost interest in it. It was fucking weird. And not in a good way. Okay. All right. I have uh, Scream, Curse of Carnage, number four. Um, the mother doppelganger turns into whatever, I'm assuming, early symbiote monster thing. And it keeps saying, you know, I'm your mother. And she's like, no, you're not. They're kind of having this battle back and forth with this. And then she ends up telling the story of Beowulf, but Beowulf is Thor. And I guess the Grendel is is a symbiote thing at the end. And pretty much at the end of this, she's sort of succumbing and is devoured by the mother creature. This is where it ends. This is still okay. Uh, imagery's kind of neat with it. Um, story, you know, storytelling wise, it's it's all right. It, you know, it might go somewhere. It might not. Again, it's kind of Venom stuff, which I'm like, eh, I, I'm not into the Venom stuff as much as everybody else is. So I like the Donny Kate stuff and that's about it. But is that it for Marvel? Yes. We yeah. are on to DC. All right. What do we have on DC? I don't think I have any regular DC books. Um, Batman Superman number seven. Um, it took me the entirety of this issue to kind of realize that uh, I needed to shift gears. I thought this was a, a Batman Who Laughs book, even though it's Batman Superman. I thought that it was, was a just, Batman Who Laughs book. It's not. Because he's on that every cover. Is, that arc is over. Seriously? I thought, I thought this is what started this whole series. Nope. It is. But that was the first arc. Okay. We're back into Batman and Superman teaming up, doing Batman and Superman things. There was no Batman who laughs in this at all whatsoever. Well, then that should be an okay book, right? Yeah, it was a fun book, and and it made sense. Um, the gist of it is that at the end of the last book, it was real that Zod and Ra's al Ghul are going to be teaming up in some sort of way. Um, and essentially, the, the gist of the story is that 
Rogelzar, if you remember in Man of Steel, if anyone read that other than me and Jimmy, um, he destroyed the bottled city of Kandor. And uh, Zod's pissed about this. Zod teams up with Ra's al Ghul. He wants to use the Lazarus Pits to resurrect the citizens of Kandor. And that's that's what he does at the end of this issue. So a miniaturized version of the resurrected citizens of Kandor are flying towards Batman and Superman. Um, I, I skimmed this pretty quickly. I'm sure there was some okay dialogue, but uh, it seems that they have completely moved away from the whole Batman who laughs thing to another terrible fucking villain that Is ruins just everything. Did you just not review this for like three issues? No, no, no. The, the last issue was still Batman Who Laughs stuff. And that's why, it's, like, reading this, I'm like, where's the Batman Who Laughs shit? And apparently, that was just the first arc. And now it's just a Batman Superman book. So, um... Because this was the whole thing where, like, this the Secret Six or whatever showed up, and they were all, like, the death metal versions of the infected versions of, like, Supergirl and Donna Troy and Commissioner Gordon and Blue Beetle and, and um... Somebody else. But, uh, yeah. It, it, I thought I thought this book was going to be a Batman Who Laughs book, and finally we're moving away from that, so hopefully we can get some good Batman Superman stories. And so far, this one's pretty cool. I mean, it makes sense. So. Alrighty. Any more regular DC? Yeah. Uh, Batman Beyond, number 41. So Dick shows up, says, Hey, my daughter's mi- missing, and everyone else in the room goes, Oh. oh. And he's like, what? Your 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 daughter's your da- daughter's new Batwoman. No, she won't do that because we trained her, but we told her we weren't about that vigilante lifestyle. She would never. And Bruce just looks at him like, "Are you fucking retarded? Is that bullet still moving around in your fucking head? Is there something <laughs> going like on?" Talking to Rick. <laughs> so they get that out of the way. They confront um, Blight. He's about to transfer his consciousness into Terry. But the doctor realizes that to wipe his consciousness out, they need to restore his memories. They do. Batwoman comes in. He remembers who he's, he is. Blight goes nuclear and takes uh, the woman with him. Kind of a clean break on, this, on the story. So um, it'll be interesting to see the new dynamic now that Terry remembers who he is. Uh, this is excellent. This Anyone that likes the Batman Beyond character, Jurgens has the voice for it. I mean, if they do a... Mo- if they're going to do another series or a movie or anything like that, he definitely should be an executive producer. He understands this character. Cool. Shazam number 11. This is okay. Yeah, that's kind of my review of it. Um, it we kind of find out There's why... There's a double cross, and then another double cross, and then a double cross that turns into a triple cross. Yeah, we find out why the wizard depowered uh, Billy's father. Um. The whole family turns against the wizard. The wizard's like, I can take the power away from those I did not bestow it on. So he takes it away from all the... The Shazamily is what they're calling themselves now. But he can't take it away from Billy. Uh, Billy banishes the wizard to the Rock of Eternity. And then um, he banishes... Black Adam shows up to try to stop uh, his father. And he banishes Black Adam as well. And then... Or no... uh, his father banishes Black Adam by casting this weird spell, and he's like, there's no fucking way my dad would know that spell, even with the wisdom of Solomon, because it's what he tries to use in his excuse. 
and then he realizes that Mr. Mind is infecting his father. Um, then they basically free the Monster Society, which are just a bunch of villains that look like D&D characters. Um, the only one they don't free is uh, Superboy Prime, but uh, whoever this fucking like uh, ventriloquist doll is frees him. He put, he, he's able to put out the, the red sun that's inside of his cell, and then Superboy Prime's like, you're an idiot, I tricked you, and then just nukes the guy, and he's like, all right. That was a holy shit moment, like, Superboy yeah. Prime. Dude, Superboy so. Prime, Jeff John's writing it, what the fuck's gonna happen? I don't know. I, I, I also I also I love... I honestly don't care about any of the Shazam shit, just give me Jeff John's telling me what the fuck happens with Superboy Prime. I also love that the preview for the next one. It's like next, the Shazam family faces Dashavo, the mind, this, that, and Superboy Prime. Yeah, there's like six things going on. It's like, fuck. And honestly, I couldn't care less about this fucking monster society. Just tell me what Superboy Prime is gonna do. Please let him punch the fucking universe again and fix everything somehow. Uh, but yeah. Any other regulars? Um, Detective Comics. This was fucking awful. Um, Two Face has started a religion cult thingy, and you can tell like four pages in, he accidentally kills someone that the coin didn't land on theirs. He's like, I just killed someone out of cold blood. Like it fucking makes a difference at yeah, this point. Seriously. <laughs> and at the end, you find out that he's starting a cult with people that look like they've been lobotomized. Uh, yeah, they have a bunch of scars all over their heads, some of them. Some of them have the coin embedded in their fucking forehead. It's a fucking weird... I don't know, man. I warned you. You didn't listen. Yeah. I think that's the only other regular DC I have. Anybody look at the... Oh, I'm sorry. Suicide Squad, number three. Okay. Um, this this was kind of a letdown in that uh, we find out that... The guy that replaced Amanda Waller is complete a complete lunatic. He's not controlled and and intelligent at all. We get to see some of the other characters use, use their powers. In the beginning, there were those two kind of um, they were they were Atlantean, but they were like the deep Atlantean kids. It was like Finn and Scale or whatever. And then uh, uh, King Shark ate one of them. Well, Scale I think is the one that's left over. Finally, gets his revenge as they're swimming through the ocean. He just like stabs King Shark and then he's able to communicate with 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 uh, uh with undersea life just like Aquaman is and he's like hey feeding frenzy and these sharks show up and he forces King Shark to see through his perspective and watch himself be devoured and he's he's dead so King Shark's dead um but I guess they're able to communicate now because not only can he communicate with undersea animals he has telepathy all th like with everything and he's able to talk to the other people that are part of this new Task Force X without them being... Normally, they let, they let Deadshot into this fucking hive mind sort of thing. And Deadshot's like, it's weird for me to be able to speak my mind without the threat of someone immediately killing me. So this is nice. And I guess now that this new guy, his name's Locke, is answering to this higher power that's kind of seen off screen or on a screen that's off panel... Um, they want to try to overthrow the whole Task Force X thing. It's pretty good. I mean, it's 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 very clearly a Tom Taylor book. So if you like Tom Taylor stuff, I mean, he's been doing a really good job on like the uh, deceased stuff. This is not as good as that, but 
I mean, considering what he had to work with, I think it's pretty good. And some of the newer characters have been introduced are tolerable. So I'll give it that. Is that it for the regular DC that we all have? Uh, yes. Anybody take a look at the, I guess, the big prospect book of the week of the Hell Arisen number three with our first introduction of Punchline? No. I don't care. Seriously, I'm not that impressed. I looked over the stuff. I looked. She has her first appearance in this one. She does have some speaking stuff. She kind of looks like a weird fucked up geisha girl. I'm not impressed with the character design. I don't know who thought of it or who designed it. Probably um, the same people that designed Rogozar and fucking uh, Paradox. The the last few big revealed DC villains we've got were really underwhelming. I think she, they're they're going all a flutter for this because well, I of course, they, of course it's they the speculators are. thinking they're getting it's, the next Harley. What, she ain't gonna be Harley. Just, There's no fucking way. Harley. It's just weird that the Joker needs a a girlfriend. It is because it worked with Harley because it made sense, but then he broke up, and it's now it's like, oh, well, who's his new? It, it's like it's like a weird. I feel like I'm I'm on TMZ reporting about another fucking celebrity's next girlfriend. Like, why does the Joker need a girlfriend? Don't know. He it didn't, worked with he Harley. He did for how many years? Uh, and they weren't oh, I don't really know, his girlfriend. 40? It was just a really devoted fucking henchman. And now it's like, oh, yeah, now he's dating this. And it's, I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's like if Zod showed up and was like, here's my new wife. It's, it's Sun Smasher or something fucking weird. Yeah. And here's only a portion of her face. Yeah, I, I got to say, I'm a little, I'm, I'm underwhelmed by the whole thing. Again, wasn't interested in the year of the villain stuff at all. Um, but uh, you know yeah. what would get me interested is if Harley got a revenge boyfriend, just, just to make fun of the fact that how, of how stupid it fucking is that people give a shit about the Joker's girlfriend. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about the... Did you read Hell Arisen there, anyone, Mr. Anyone Jimmy? listening right now no. that is reading comic books, who gives a fuck about the Joker right now? Well, it's well, funny. I talked to somebody. It's funny. I talked to a customer today. Outside of Black Label. And he was saying about how everybody was bitching about the Tom King run of Batman, which, of course, here, the only one that was bitching about it was him. And Who is this person? By, by the way, the green tea Jameson shop, excellent. There you go. Uh, yes. Because, oh, Jimmy found the adult room. Because it's like I, I walk out there and I'm like, oh, is this where all the adults are hanging out? And Zane's like, yep. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, and he was saying about how, oh, come on, really? Again, dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, he's so proud of himself, too. He's yeah. Like a and, Josh, and Josh is just getting up and leaving like he should. But uh, he's like, oh, and, and, you know, now now the new guy's on. I'm like, yeah, but they're using a gimmick with the new guy. I mean, that's kind of what it's coming down to. This whole thing's a gimmick with with this punchline thing. And clearly with the way DC planned this, with the way they handled this with the stores, because her first appearance is in February, and not a good time when people are ordering a lot of books and you know that kind of thing um i i i, I kind of it feels like a cheap gimmick to me and i think tynan's better than that 
Yeah, because he's done some really good. I mean, look at but this this run. We're not impressed with. Well, the last the last issue was pretty good of Batman, so that's definitely picking up. But this whole punchline, again, he said that her her story is not going to make sense until ninety two, which now well has the art room cover. Isn't they uh, DC has announced this week that they've changed the cover that was originally going to be ninety four. They moved that cover to now being 92 because this is when she's going to come. This is her next appearance. That was my bone I had to pick with you, by the way. What's that? I put an order in for that, and it kicked it out. But it, final orders weren't in for that yet. I don't know why it kicked it out. On pull box, yeah. I, I tried to do that because I'm like... Well, isn't that coming out to, uh, next week? No. no. No, no, that's... No, final. the final cutoff, I think, was is tomorrow or today. It might be. This I don't week have to worry about it because I already already ordered the B cover. No, like, no, that's going to be next week for that one. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go in and try it again. Yeah, yeah, because I have, oh, I have two hundred copies ordered. So yeah, <laughs> we we've sold a lot already on that one. But anyway, I I just think it's a cheap uh, deal. All right, so on to some good books. We're going to be on some black where DC is shining. Black Label. Believe it or not, they are. They are absolutely. Sh- spectacular with some of these black label books um john constantine hellblazer number four this is the fun this is the funniest book that came out this week oh my god this is probably my pick of the week i enjoyed this book so much reading it first off he starts off by going back to his original original costume (laughs) like Blue suit, fucking cape. white gloves, yeah. cape, stopwatch. And Rest of the whole time is just, just giving him shit yeah. about it. He's like, what? This is a classy look. He's like, the gloves are a bit much, aren't they? And he's like, John, with everything you do, well, even, it's a bit even, much. Even Noah is giving him shit about it. Um, but this uh, kind of hipster magician type thing. is yeah. chasing down shit monsters straight yeah. out of Dogma. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah seriously that's what they are yeah they are they're they're gold good demons or something like that so constantine oh yeah what what the hell was it? constantine wants to get rid yeah. of this guy because he's just kind of like oh i was a big fan of yours so he takes him out drinking and problem is this hipster drinks like jimmy does and is just like yeah i'm getting a little buzz and constantine and, and he, is fucking hammered yeah and he, then he tries to return the uh Merlin Horde? Yep. And Constantine just pukes all over Pukes him. all over, like, all these mythical items. It <laughs> yeah. was fucking great. It was great. This is probably my favorite Black Label series going right now. I absolutely love this book. Okay. What else do we have on Black Label? Uh, Basketful of Heads. Okay. Numero five. This. Explains a lot. Was fantastic. And by a lot, everything. It explains everything. This takes a while to read, and honestly, I loved it. I loved all of the, uh, what is it, the sheriff's son? Right. And he explains everything. Well, the fact that he he fucking electrocutes her in the jail cell, like, right away with the cataprod, and, and, like, fucking zaps her. Because right now, I I love our girl character. Like, I the the deputy. uh, Her name is June. Yeah, but the what is the, the intern deputy whatever Liam Liam, his uh, girlfriend. She's fantastic in this. She's a she's a great lead character for this, um, because she clearly at times has control of this situation, 
which is really awesome. And he just explains fucking everything, goes through the whole thing. And it's like, holy shit, I'm I'm back in. And even goes through the whole thing where the the girl that commits suicide is was his girlfriend and all prodded on by his dad. Um it was fucking uh this whole thing was amazing. And I think when they go back, she goes, Oh, I know where this is. And he's like, it's in the trunk. And he pulls out that basket full of heads. And, and that freaks out. He freaks out. It's she's, fucking awesome. She's trying to break away from the, uh, chains, but the ax isn't cutting through it. Yeah. And he comes out and the big cliffhanger is you brought an ax to a gunfight. Yeah. This is my pick of the week. I'm not, I'm not arguing. It. It, it, this was fantastic. This was, this, this was great. This, um, this, this brought FBI. it right back. And FBI, I mean, he yeah. even threw a head at her. Yeah. Get away from her. Yeah. Um, and, and the heads are still hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. They're so funny. The, uh, this this book is this book's a gem. It really is. Yeah. Excellent. Batman Curse of the White Knight. Book seven of eight. This was phenomenal. This. uh so would you fart again no i didn't what the hell's he doing so batman comes to realization that all of his wealth has been built on a lie they test the dna from the cave wall that wrote the i am edmund wayne and it is a relation to uh asriel whether or not it is or not still to be seen but he he's like i'm giving up batman he 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 said he realizes that he needs to kill Azriel, and everyone's like, "Well, Batman doesn't kill." He's like, "You don't realize Batman's dead." And, he and reveals like, even, his even Id- Harley is like, "No, yeah. you can't do this." He reveals his identity to the whole world and says, "Even Batman's not above the law." And, and he's, he's like dissolving everything. Yep, he's dissolving his wealth into the Gotham to give Gotham what they need yep. to go into that. This was excellent. This is if you made this in continuity. This is kind of how I would see him reacting after Al- Alfred's death when he has Absolutely. finally reached bottom. This was excellent. This 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 could be a pick of the week any other week. Absolutely. All right. Any other DC Black Label? I don't think so. All right. We're on to Independence. We have a couple. All right. What do we want to start off Redneck, with? Redneck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. This... This right here, mm-hmm. we've talked about it. This is the perfect comic book. Why? Because you get a special appearance? This pays off the first 25 issues so well. So the 25th... Huh? So the 25th issue, uh, of course, was the one that was... What are you doing? What are and, you doing? Anyway, so the 25th issue was the one that was just a few lines of scripture and two lines. So Grandpa's back. They made up for it in this one. Yeah, they did. Uh, So JV's there with uh, Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, you don't understand what I gave up. He's like, I sacrificed myself for the family to live. And they they go through everything. Yeah. He he, he explains what? The origin of the vampires? Yeah. And and that would be pretty much it, right? So the first vampire... Uh, again, taken from the blood of Christ, and the er, the eternal life is a punishment. 
that they can never see the light of day again. He this goes an explaining of uh, this vampire that kind of greeted him there. He's like, you don't understand. And he talks about, you know, the Crusades when he first came over. And it's like, you know, this started the war because they knew what we were. He's like, and there was one killer that we made a deal with because he had the army tactical known as Vlad the Impaler, known as Dracula. And then he's like, oh, this is Dracula's castle. And he freaks out. And he's like, yeah, he's right here. Turns out Grandpa is Dracula. This has been my favorite ongoing series. It's because of Donnie being so busy. It's gone through a few hiatuses. This this was the perfect comic book. This is my pick of the week. This is my favorite issue of a new of a series in the last probably two or three. This was great. First book I read this week, and honestly, I didn't need to read anything else. I knew. Well, there was one you had to read, which I think will be our final book this week. Possibly. But anyway. All right. Anything Olympia else? number four. Yeah. This was very satisfying. This yes. was very Josh, good. Josh, you, you've recovered enough to review a book. <laughs> I haven't recovered yet. I've gone out to use the bathroom, and there's this guy in there probably shooting up or something like that. He's still in there. So I... Sh- Took some shots while I was out there waiting, and, <laughs> and he's still in there. So Anybody after this, check re- to make sure he's alive. I don't. I don't care about his his yeah, well being. We I gotta piss. <laughs> if he died, die on the floor outside the bathroom. Outs- well, um, no, outside. Period. So th- this was very satisfying in that uh, the villain from the comic book universe in in Olympia shows up and does not fuck around. And I no, like that. not at all. I like that a lot. Where he didn't, he wasn't like, I'm going to explain my fucking plan to you, and I'm going to taunt the hero, and 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 I'm going to slowly. He's just like, fuck it. Raise he everything. shows up. Yeah, he just fucks shit up. Gets right to the point. Goes right to the fucking tesseract cube sphere thing. Brings his fucking cronies in. He's like, in a mere hours, I've already fucking and wiped out this but city. Like he's like, I need to go here. And then like, he's like, well, I'm going to kill you. And, and he, and the truck driver, he, he, the gets, truck driver he is Jimmy. Up, yeah. The truck driver is Jimmy. And he's Tell like, me that is oh, not Jimmy. Oh, that's, that's totally Jimmy. Oh, you're Jimmy. looking in the mirror that's right Jimmy. there. You even got the same colored hat right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely Jimmy. He totally does. That's so Jimmy. Those of you he's that like, are wondering what Jimmy looks like. Hey, the Olympia number four. Wait, uh, I love this. Well, I'll be damned. It's my lucky day. Hop yeah. on in, partner. Where can Kiki I be taking you? I like it. I like What's it. it going to be? Ass, cash, or grass? <laughs> that's totally. Almost, that's all Jimmy. That's almost as good as Verbatim the, of what Jimmy would say? No, no that's oh. almost as good as the guy from uh, Road of the Dead. Where you were in Where it. I was in Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> but this to is totally Jimmy. And uh, he's like, he goes, well, I was thinking you could take me where I drive, and then I'm going to slit your throat. There was and a weird part. Does. <laughs> there was a weird part where uh, the author is talking to the the kid about what he was going to do with a gun because the kid's like, "What were you going to do with the gun in there?" He's like, "I was going to blow my brains out," and he gives him this this speech that no thirteen year old would ever fucking yeah. give somebody. That that's my biggest problem with this is he is well like he's so that kid is not no the kid the kid's talking like a fucking. Like a, a motivational speaker, and it's like unless he is he is regurgitating this from something he's already seen or read, no kid is going to have this sort of insight into what how precious life is or anything like that. 
especially one that reads fucking comic books, because we're all just degenerates. So, um, thank you. I did like the part where they pull up in the, the the pickup truck and they have the police stop there. And they're like, uh, it's dangerous in there. He's like, listen, man, I've got a comic book character in the back of my truck, and I've got a 13-year-old with me. Are you going to fucking do anything about it? And the guy just fucking puts his head in his hand. He's like, ah, just just go on through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, of course, would never happen. But again, yeah. Oh, yeah. neither would be I'd a... I totally let him through. Yeah. But uh, Olympia <laughs> but, yeah, shows but, up. But the best, best part is Olympian's like... He just gives him the okay sign okay. To, the, to the the police officer, <laughs> no, come on. and then he that's, just fucking takes that's, off. That's and glorious. They're like, "Well, what happens next?" And he's like, "Now," and he lands with a fist punch, like every fucking superhero would, and a, a really dinky looking weird sword. But hey, it's he's he looks pissed. So and he says, "Now, what happens?" The next is issue's the last one, right? I don't yeah. know. Is, it? is, that, is this only four? No, yeah. this is four. This is four, so yes. I think there's only one yep, more. Yep, one more. It's up five. Okay. Uh, I, I, this was hey, cool. This, this is was great. one of the better issues. The first one was fantastic. The next two were kind of slowed down a little bit, but this one definitely picked up in that it 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 cut out a lot of the fat. Where it just, you got a villain being a fucking proper villain. You got a hero kind of, well, not really a hero, but... you know, Actually, you know what? The villain was the highlight of this, but either way, you know it what, was though, still very What good. I loved about Olympia in this one... Was he's written the same way Thor was in the first Thor movie. Like, absolutely no manners. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, you? Yeah, they even make a joke. They're like, I should have written written him with some proper manners because he kind of just barges in. Are we doing Ice Cream Man yet? Is that going to be safe for last? That's going to be safe for last. I'm going to try to use the bathroom again. This guy's not dead. Kill Walk number three. Go ahead. It's all you. Still good. Still following along the story. Uh, they get a little more answers on how the kill lock works. We actually see it work on another group. But basically, they tell them, listen, best thing you can do is go and hide because no one's going to help you. But they get another lead, and they're on their way to see if that works out. I'm enjoying this. Um, again, if it can, if it doesn't start giving a little bit more, I might kind of get disinterested in it. But um, again, this is only of six, so we're at the halfway point. So we'll see where it goes. Um, finger guns number one. See what I'm doing? Fuck wrote this. See what I'm doing, Jimmy? I'm doing little finger guns. That's exactly what this book's about. Stop it now. Just get on with it. Serious? No, that's what this book's about. I know what it's about. I read the reviews. He goes, Did you read the book? No, I didn't. No, he just goes, Pew, pew, like that. And then when he does that later, because he bumps into a girl. It does things and it makes people do what he wants them to do when he uses two fingers. But then later, the girl that bumped into him, which he realizes at the end of the book, that was the girl that bumped into him. She uses one finger and then she controls the situation. It's, I don't know. It's kind of okay. It's not great. Hidden Society, number one of four. (laughs) I'm doing this. Oh, no. I think Josh has it. Um. This was actually surprisingly good. So essentially what this is, um, they're putting together a magical team to fight off uh, this, the big bad in this series, and they're all getting them in different ways. Uh, we're introduced to an assassin character that's kind of taking out some of these magical people, and the main, main character is going to be this blind girl that has 
it's like a little medallion, but it turns into kind of this semi-demon thing. And it's very, like, it's Baby Yoda levels of cute. Just like, really? But there's humor in this. I, I really enjoyed this. So I'm looking forward to number two to kind of get more backstory on the world that they're trying to build. But uh, very good. I definitely recommend it. Do we have anything else? Will you do that one? Do that. Goes. Go ahead. Go. Angel and Spike, number nine. Uh, this is just this kinda... is now what the series is going to be called now, yes. right? So we went from Angel, and they're keeping the numbering. Yes, from so, Angel to Angel and Spike. Yeah, correct? I don't know if it's going to remain Angel and Spike, but Angel gets back from the Hellmouth thing, and he's just like, "You can't trust Spike," and Spike's like, "Why?" Because I'm exactly like you, which kind of makes a good point of um but the fallout on that side we see this detective who has kind of a juvenile delinquent that she kind of work, work, looks out for and there's kind of a faceless man with a smile like he doesn't have any eyes or nose or anything but he has this creepy smile and uh basically she's given a card like listen i believe what you're saying call this and it's like angel investigations Angel gets called. He's like, where did I get a cell phone from? He realizes uh, Lilith has slipped it into to his pocket. And that's uh, going to be the guess how the series is going. They're kind of going to be like the Scooby gang investigating, you know, all that goes bump in the night, so to speak. Well, isn't that how the Angel series was? Yeah, it was. So, uh, again, these books have been very solid. Uh, we It looks like we have that one. Do you have anything else? You got Olympia. Jesus Christ. I have a lot. Uh, okay. Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man. I don't know if this came out this week or last week or when it came out. I don't know. It's just when it finally got shipped to my store. Uh, good. It's kind of setting up for the big conclusion. So, um, again, we kind of get a cliffhanger of how. Just ask him, man. Oh, how uh, Stinger possibly dies in the Omega universe. Uh, again, this has been solid. I love this kind of character and the mm -hmm. two different universes. Mirko. Do you want me to just go into the Blaze books? Yeah, might as well hit them. Mirka and Dolfo's Unsacred. Uh, this is kind of the planning of the wedding now that uh, our devil's finally gotten the goods from the angel. And it's just hilarious because, like, the only thing her mom likes about this devil is, like, you know, you're a fucking short, ugly, skinny, malnourished fucking demon. You're shit. But you respect my daughter's virginity. And she walks in and is like, I just got my period. No baby this month, honey. And he's just like, fuck. And you see his parents intertwine. This is totally like, if you just need a funny kind of blow off story, this is exactly what we thought Unnatural was going to turn out to be in the best possible way. Yeah, that book sells incredibly well for us, and quite honestly, they got some really good covers for those yeah. those books. Yeah, kids, kids. Number two, you so, liked the first one on this one. I was intrigued by the first one. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to two new female characters, uh, very zombie land like a older sister, younger sister, but the younger sisters in a the wheelchair. They're going to Pittsburgh because. That's where their family That's is. Where you go, yeah. and then the rest of them are like, "Yeah, we've seen P Pittsburgh's dead. There's no Pittsburgh anymore." But hell, we'll fix up your wheelchair, and as soon as it's done, you can go fucking Mars for all we care. 
and which is towards Pittsburgh. Uh, and we so you know and we get some uh true story we get some backstory on the kids they lost uh one of their older members andy uh which obviously will play into some things and we get the start of how this all started uh with the main character uh his parents are going are uh, driving them back and there's this like horrible fog going on the dad gets bit then the mom gets bit and they both turn and that's kind of uh, what led them to this I love the Spielberg character, the kid that carries around the camera, because he's just super fucking creepy. Like, when they meet someone that is not zombified, they do a strip search. And this girl, they're stripping him down, and, like, she's basically down to a, a bra and, like, booty shorts. And she's like, all right, get dressed, let's go back to the house. And he just walks up behind her, hug, hugs her, and grabs her ass. And it's just like, hey. I'm here. You're here. Shrek's on, on TV. Uh, but I'll continue reading this. Um, it was pretty good. All right. And gung-ho. Because Ablaze only releases books once a month. All of them. At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because actually next week, Sumerian's coming out. Von Kmont and Von Echterberg on gung-ho. We're finally this, getting a What little... number is this? Three? This is three. Okay. We finally see the thing that they're trying to keep out. They're basically albino baboons that are like bloodthirsty. We have a little more of this. So uh, it's Congo. Kind of. But we're getting more into the day-to-day operation. I-, I really like this. I really like the direction this is going. Again, Josh would fucking hate this because you still aren't sure if that's the only thing going on here. And he'd be like, where's the fucking payoff? It's been three issues. Give me that damn payoff. Uh, but no, uh, once again, all the are all the Ablaze books uh, well worth the pickup. Tomorrow, number one from Dark Horse. This was really good. It was a good book, but uh, I think you summed it up the best. The when premise we were talking of about this it. is literally is deceased literally... mixed into orphanage. Absolutely. It's a virus that has cross species into humans, a computer virus well, it, that it, only affects adults. It, yes. But not all the adults. It's only the ones that are it, being exposed to this. And it's a techno virus. So what it is, it's a, it's a virus that the Russians made to infiltrate our security system. But it mutated. And it's the first cross-species computer human virus. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Our main, but our main character is on the autism spectrum. Did you get that? Well, yeah. He has Asperger's. Yes. That The way they describe it... He just doesn't have any, like... He, he doesn't he, have any emotion. His, his mom's dead, to... and he's like, I am sad. I know I am sad, but I can't, I don't show that like a normal person does. I pour myself into work, and through the whole thing he's talking about, he's a violin... Cellist. Or a cello, cellist that is looking to go to, like, the Juilliard of the so, West Coast yeah, whatever or something it is. like this. Uh, it's very well written. I'm looking forward to number two on this one. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely pick up number two. Folklords, number four. Okay. This is still really good. I got to catch up on this book. Yeah, I, I, I think I read the first this time. Is I really Josh, like, I need yeah. to catch up as this well. Is a, this one is a lot of like fan service where they're mixing in different like folk le- lore because uh, they get to the library and they find a librarian that is has turned and kind of lets them through this. So uh, number five being the conclusion, this being the penultimate one, this really sets up for something big to happen in five. I really cool. enjoyed this. 
Is someone else going to review a fucking book? I have one left. I have, I think we all I have read. two. I, I have Joe Hills and Martin Simmons. Sid, a shit talk Holmes mystery. Dying is easy. Number three. This was fantastic. This was really I still have the same problem with it. Uh, he is fucking too good. There is no way he'd be washed out and be this good. Like, I, I don't give a fuck why he did. He could have fucked the police chief's wife for all that matters. If he is this good at I'm everything, the fucking police force would be using him yet. There's no way. He, he, I, I like the dialogue. I oh, love the, his conversations just, back and forth. Everything else about this book I love. But it ends with him literally taking a street bike and is going to jump it across two buildings. And, and you they- and I talked about this earlier this week, and I said, look, I'm not looking at it like he's doing it because he knows he can do it. I think he's looking at it because he's backed in the corner. This is the only way he can get out. But there's two more issues of this. He's, but he's the, not going to cra- the cover of the next issue is he's not faring very so well. Is- this is the, the the comedian's version of like Rambo or Die Hard. Yes, yeah, Die yeah. Hard. Kind of exactly Die Hard. Yeah, a little like bit. He, little in bit. fact, they even referenced it. Alan Rickman and they did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. I read the first uh, few pages they, of this, look, so I didn't get, I, to, didn't get I, to finish it. This book's a. Sh- this book is a shit ton of fun. That's what this is. The first issue was fucking amazing. This is oh still the only problem I have about this is he's just too good at it, and and yeah, I think part of that ever, is. It's a five-part mini, so it's like we can't expect. I think if this was a twelve-part maxi series, I think this is going to be Joe Hill's detective, like his little, you know, his that they bring back everyone. Yeah, while, yeah, yeah. He, he'll I, he'll I, do I, these I, little fine with paperback it. again. I do not Here's stories. Qu- I, I don't have a problem here, with. I don't I'm have a problem with the problem book, with but it's book? that one thing. It's just like. But did they ever say that he was kicked off the force, or did he leave the force? No, he was kicked off the force after that. Yeah, girl after that incident. Yeah, but was yeah. he kicked off or did he leave? I did. They did. They ever? No, they, they, I think yeah. they kicked him off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this I I liked it. I I loved uh, it. I, I I thought it was this is so good. All right, so our final book of the week, Paul number eighteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Ice cream man. Ice cream man. <laughs> this is a. There's a pending lawsuit from Paul because this character was clearly based off him. Yes, but the dialogue was was taken from from Dave. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, this is must be. This must be what what it's like for Dave to try to read things because this was difficult to read some parts. But you know what though? I had no problem reading it. Ha- having family members that have gone through dementia and stuff like that. This was fucking depressing. That, it was depressing. This was so this, sad. But if you right, disagree, this was a beautiful book. It was. This is a literary masterpiece. This was horrifying. This was absolutely this, fucking horrifying. And you know what? This is tapping into, this is a modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah. Because Twilight Zone would do that every now and again. They would have this and they would have that. And then every now and again, they'd have that one little story that just fucking tugged how, at your heartstrings and was, the, was real. This is one of the super good Ice Cream Man stories. The whole the, And that's the not just because there was a lot of gremlin dick in it. <laughs> There, so was there, lot lot there, was, there was a lot of gremlin dick. There was a lot of gremlin dick. Yeah. That dementia is this gremlin that is literally so pulling memories from him. The, the, this is literally a story of a person going through dementia through or, the whole thing. Or, and his Alzheimer's, family. Sorry, yeah. Alzheimer's. Either way. Uh, well, here's the thing. Alzheimer's is dementia. Okay. There's no way to actually tell what somebody has. Like if they have Alzheimer's. But this is, this is, this is, 
this is the person going through it. Right. This is a heavy book. It is heavy. The, uh, the, uh, it's a literary masterpiece with both by the writer and, of course, our friend, Martin Morazzo. Because he is our friend, because he, he liked he liked the story. Well, yeah, he wrote a fucking book about you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why we're friends. But this um, this is this is a beautiful. And book. apparently, next week is supposed to, or next month is going to be the big payoff. Because didn't he say twenty is when stuff is going to? Uh, Nineteen think, is the next one. This is so, 18. this is eighteen. So tw- yeah, twenty is 20. what he said. Kind of brings Caleb back. Brings into it. brings our uh, man in black so. back. Yeah, there were a few, uh, few uh, characters from the previous issues making a cameo in this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. He, when, he, when he talks about the little gremlin and his other demons that show up, I think a couple of them were. Yes, from yep. other they're issues. they're from other. Uh, they were from other issues. Um, but oh God! Whole, Even the way just, when he dies and he goes, this is fucking. Man. Oh my God! This was, this in, was amazing in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, I, there was nothing I had wrong with it. Like, there, it but wasn't no, like, oh, oh yeah. this is this is romantic. Like, I did oh, not here en- it is. It's in the hospital. This was his, this I did was not his... enjoy. I didn't enjoy this. It, read, it, but no. this, it was. It was this panel here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the dog in the in the straitjacket. Oh, I think before. all of them. Yeah, the dog in the straitjacket. All from the, his castle. And and the kid with the balloon. That was another one because mm-hmm. that was another one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- th- these guys were all in the superhero issue. Yeah. When he was in the castle. Mm, right. Okay. So, which was the issue re- re- right before? Re- regardless, this was amazing. Lo- loving it. This oh my god, good. this was amazing! Again, I've said it before in the store on the podcast. Ice Cream Man is a book. If you like any of this type of anthology stuff at all, or any supernatural horror like ish kind of stuff, Ice Cream Man is a fantastic book. This is our modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah. All righty. I mean, as far as when people tell me they want to get into comic books but they hate superheroes, I recommend this. This right is this gate. is and like, what's this is going to totally subvert their expectations of any comic book. I promise anyone listening, if you don't like superheroes, this is not a superhero book. This is this is a comic book that you would never fucking expect, and it's still very good. And and this is at its this is at what Ice Cream Man does its best, much like issue two. When we reviewed that, if you remember, I was like, oh, my God, this this thing was so amazing. Um, and what was the other one that we was it 16 where with the the dad read the uh, daughter's diary? Yeah. Oh, that was God. Like 15, I think 15 or 16, yeah. whichever number that was. That was that was amazing. And it's those things like this. The one of the best things about Ice Cream Man is. This is almost like the old days when you could pick up one book and get a complete story. Yeah, I think it was Jim Shooter that said that every comic book is somebody's first comic book. That was Stanley. That was Stanley for like the third are time sh- on this podcast. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, I'm- it was Stanley. Are you yeah, sure? We, we yes. said that. Yeah, they've corrected you every time you. <laughs> I'm fucking still going to say it's Jim Shooter. Yeah, I'm and we'll sure still say it's Stanley. Sure it it's okay. I mean, but it, anyway, but I'm looking. It but up. this one here. But but with this title here, absolutely every single you know it's how how often nowadays do we get a comic book that it's one complete story? Not every very often. not very because they're they're trying to sell the trades on Amazon or yeah I would it used to be Borders but now it's on Amazon and. Uh, but that, that I think that's one of the beauty things about why I like this so much. Because you can just hear, here's one issue. You get a complete story. Try this. You'll like this. Honestly, this has been the best week in comics for a long time. The Honestly, the only bad book this week that I read. 
And I read like 26 of the motherfuckers. Hell of Reason number, hell of reason number three? I didn't read oh. it. Yeah. Was Detective. I didn't like the whole Two-Face church thing. Even even Tara was all right in its own way. I just kind of didn't think that's where the story was going. Okay. I didn't hate it. But yeah, I mean, it was probably the lowest of, of my books as well. Oh, yeah. That's clearly the... Like, that and Taro are... But uh, Ice Cream Man clearly was my runner-up for pick of the week. I um, it, it was a really tough call You're between wrong. that and Basketball Heads. Redneck 26 was the perfect comic book. Sure. Uh, <laughs> on to Meteor. I have a question for you guys. This actually became a media topic this week. Who do you think Al Pacino's favorite comic book character is? Mr. Dave, take a guess. Al Pacino. Hoo-yah. She got a great ass. I know who fucking Al Pacino is, okay? <laughs> I don't need the horrible impression. Uh, I'm probably going to say Daredevil. Mr. Jimmy, who would you pick? Better go to him. I, I seen this article. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> Josh, who would I'm, you pick? I'm going to say Quasar. You would both be wrong. Jimmy, the answer is... Archie, Archie Comics. What? That's the most milk toast fucking answer anyone could give. <laughs> but I it's from Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, I mean his next most milk toast. His answer, favorite Charlie comic Brown character. Charlie Brown is my favorite fucking character. Hey, don't you say a fucking word about Charlie Brown. Yeah, but still, like if you ask someone what their favorite comic Who? character is, Charlie Brown. Yep, he said it's true story. Did an interview because I guess. Some is it a TV series that he's on right now? Is yeah. has a comic Heroes. book hero kind of Heroes? thing? It's Hunters. Hunters, that's it. Hunters, and it looks phenomenal. I've heard good things. I heard good. And things. it has like a superhero sort of feel well, to they, it. They hunt down Nazis. Yeah, but th- doesn't the kid have superpowers or something know. that's I with him or something? I, there's some. Again. There's something to it or whatever. I'm but I'm trying to work my way through Lock and Key, so. You don't have to work your way through it. It's still Bobby, good. Bobby, your steps down from Disney will remain the executive chairman through 2021. Bob Chapek, who was in charge of all the parks recently, is the new CEO. Um, I heard that this is his way of kind of leaving on a high note because he figured, you know, at this point, it's as high as it's going to get with Disney. I mean, the Fox acquisition, Disney Plus, all of that. So I, I heard rumors that um he's yeah, looking sure at, he's at looking at other positions uh down the road until they buy dc <sighs> i i don't i don't think I it's actually, gonna happen one one of the rumors i heard is because he was locked into this contract he didn't have to be ceo but he has to remain with the company is at&t is kind of tagging him as their next uh ceo of their media division yeah which again if Makes they put sense. him in charge of that they'll that's keeping on to the dc publishing i it's going to be hard it's going to be hard for them to say that marvel's just going to come in there and, and buy it i don't think i don't know if it's going to be allowed i could see a smaller independent getting the rights to it like dark horse or idw possibly even boom that's a little bit of a stretch but it Mar, marvel dis marvel slash disney's going to have too much of the marketplace and we're all we're basically getting into monopoly now how they got 75 percent of it now it's it's really bizarre that like in the last 15 years marvel went from like almost 
completely going under. They just no, sell off they tons they of their literally assets. were on the verge they of were bankruptcy. On the verge of bankruptcy to the point where they're probably going to be owning their like 50, 60 year long rival in DC Comics. Yeah, but Marvel ain't going to own them. No, it's Disney. Disney is going to own them. But still, it, but it's still, just weird. Mar- Marvel was that was a multi billion dollar acquisition. Yes, that isn't like. They they scraped them oh, right on the floor. It was four billion dollars. It was four yeah. billion dollars yeah, for yeah. that. So, and that was literally because Disney was like, "Well, we got girls. We need to get boys over on our side. So, what are boy properties we can buy?" And that that's literally like, what it, it was. It's almost at the point where like the, the other properties that Marvel sold to other publishers for like movie rights. Rather than tr- that, rather than that Disney was when bu- they were getting re- that yeah, was when they were right. hurting for money and but they were going to go bankrupt. Trying to buy those rights back, they are acquiring the companies that acquired those rights. Well, why not? They have a lot more. Look at Fox. That's fucking terrifying, though. But Fox, I, don't, I mean, X Men and Fantastic Four. Honestly, they probably could have got them up for pennies of the dollar. But there's four sequels for Avatar coming up. Yeah, but Avatar was a fucking shit. You movie. have you no. Know. The Simpsons. That's the, Simpsons. the huge fucking get with Family Fox. guy. It's fuck. Yep. Not even family. The Simpsons. It's the longest running fucking yeah, thing on TV, like period. Seven or eight seasons. What, The Simpsons? Yes. I think it's still good now. People just go, the internet says they're not season eight anymore. It's, it's just a constant cameo fest. When what hasn't it been? What was the last? What was the last episode you actually watched of it? Episode see four? exactly yeah. episode four of season one. Yeah. When I because I haven't watched anything on Disney Plus aside from Mandalorian. The The Simpsons is still to my I still seriously brand if, new if, episodes. I still watch. If I remember every week. to get home on time, I still watch it on. A I still night. DVR it. I haven't missed an episode. It's still just good. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. The, the, the humor's still on. The the satire. Not like South Park, where it's literally like. But it, as far as I get, it's huge. It, yeah, it's a big property. Yeah, that's that's a huge property. Because, but anyway, all uh, right. Alex Garner accuses Fra- Francesco Mattina for stealing art. Just the latest. Honestly, huh? I really Alex Garner. Ha- have you ever searched just? Do me a favor. Go to Google, search Matina Steals, and just read. This isn't the first time. It's not exact, but it's pretty fucking like it's an old Nova cover that he did. And what and he did like an homage, but Matina's art style's way different than Alex Garner's. Is it? Is it really? Someone actually lined up like the chest line and everything on this. He literally just mirrored it. Like, oh, the other leg is forward. And the more you research this, it's not the first time. I have no idea how DC keeps giving Matina work because oh, because his shit sells. He's only doing covers. Telling you, his shit sells. Yeah, yeah, but Matina covers sell. But that's why they're opening themselves up. And oh wait, he gets shit done. Why is there always, always, always for goddamn near every fucking Marvel book, there's a Ron Lim cover? You know why? Because Ron Lim turns his shit in on time. Yeah, but there's a difference. It's easy to get shit done when you, ha- you start from 95% just change a few things. Uh, 
I didn't believe it either. I'm like, because I love the Matina covers. I absolutely do. Uh, what was it? Batman 73 or 74. That dark. That is still, I think, the best cover I've seen in the last 10 years. But even that one apparently was swiped. Was swiped swiped someone from somebody. You'd start doing some research into it and you're like, you know, hmm. where there's where there's fucking sound, there's usually something going on. And it's one where I'm not saying he di- did it one way or another, but there's a lot of coincidences going on. All right. Um, evidently, the mass movie has secured a writer for their recently announced Hasbro film. Uh, did you know that Hickman is uh, teasing about an upcoming title for Moira Moira? Yes, McTaggart. I did. Did you see that? Yes, because I have the same app you do. Okay, well, I'm, I'm using that as a news. Does thing. anyone give a shit about the X Men? Nobody cares. Even actually, the that if it's a series just about her, that actually might be if. They just do it as a mini different. That might actually a be mini pretty good. Fucking 17 covers per issue, three of which are Scott, Scotty Young, and then there's going to be a fucking Hulk variant. Because yeah. they listen to the podcast. Look, they know that these motherfuckers are going to fucking buy them every that's time. That's the best part. That the fact that you're when right. When they buy them, Not they're going to review these but shit ass Three books, Scotty and Young I'm covers. Go to the bathroom and wait for some junkie shooting up. Or whatever the fuck he's doing in there, 15 minutes in there to the point where Zane had to apologize to me for waiting so damn long. Fuck you, Hickman. That's <laughs> you know what, what I'm getting at. You know what the worst part is? Jimmy just farted again. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait till wait till they buy DC and Flash is now a mutant. <laughs> and you have to collect that written by Hickman. If it's in the same run, I'll be pissed. But if they if they start at number one again, I don't. No, no, but it's gonna it. start at like eight hundred. Oh, okay. Geez. So the first one you have to buy by so Hickman is eight hundred. I have one question. I have one question. After they're acquired by Marvel, I will stop. I'll pl- take it on pull. No, I have one question for I, all. I pledge to all listeners, <laughs> no, all three of you. We have forty. Um, I, I have one you. question for the three of Are you. you. That's me or Paul. Uh, does anybody know what Quibi is? We just had this discussion. No, so you and you I, know did. I don't. We don't. Yeah, Quibi? but do you, Quibi. Quibi. No, Quibi. Is it Quibble? Quibi. 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 What the fuck is it? It's because an app, isn't it? that's where Ice Cream Man series is going to debut on April 6th. Okay. So I don't know what it is, but it it made it made that fucking first book shoot up. D- Disney has reportedly already finished the outline for five seasons of The Mandalorian. Yes, five seasons uh, with Favreau. Yes, yes, nice. Favreau nice. is heading it, but they're going to have a lot of guest directors. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Th- no, that's okay. As Which long as he's yeah. overseeing it, that's all you need. Sometimes when Josh over Josh Whedon oversees something, it still works out to be pretty good. That's literally all I got from Meteor. Uh, and I only have one he dead. That's actually she dead. Is she dead? Mm-hmm. Catherine Johnson. Uh, no, you had you had uh, announcements from Tynan. Oh, not ninety two is not a first appearance of any kind. Which we it's covered already. The yeah, we talked about that with. Ninety two is going to be her her uh, first appearance in Batman. That's her going to be her next appearance in Batman, and it's going to explain her significance to the story. Sure, Catherine, which they've also changed the cover and yeah. Catherine Johnson, who uh, 
her story was based on uh, that movie that came out about the mathematicians at NASA. Uh, the oh, the ones uh, that, the female uh, something yeah. numbers. Hidden numbers hidden numbers hidden numbers. Uh, she died at one hundred and two, right? One hundred and two. Yep. Just turned. Wow. Just turned one hundred and two. Oh, so, um, fuck. Don't ask me to pronounce it, but the guy that wrote the Kainami code has passed away. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I did that have that too. one. Oh, and the guy that um, invented copy and paste and cut also passed away. I can't remember his name. He was like seventy. I want to say seventy. Apparently, I did have more. Uh, Bob Cobert, Dark Shadows and Wind of War composer. Yep. Passed away at 95. Saw that one. Uh, former Egyptian president Hosni Mumbark died. Okay. I th- I kind of thought he died already, like when they overthrew him, but... Well, hey, you know when you get turned Doesn't into Egypt a still have pharaohs? <laughs> Fuck, fine, no. Lee Philip Bell, the co-creator of The Young and Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, died at 91. I was going to say, he had to be in his 90s. Yeah, 91. Um. Oh, I didn't see this. Clive Cussler, novelist. He died at eighty-eight. Yeah, he wrote. Uh, he wrote a lot of adventure novels, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the Konami Code. Lego minifigure creator dies. I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, well, maybe the copyright's up now, so <laughs> some of our friends at cons are no longer doing it. Yeah, anything. how about that? Larry Tesla. What about, did we Larry talk Tesla, about Larry the computer science that, that, that last week? copy, cut, and yeah. paste, 74. Okay. All right. Cool. I think that's all I got. End it. All righty. Thanks for hanging out for us for, oh, geez, I don't know, an hour plus. It's almost an hour and a half. Uh, well, we, he had a fucking stack of books as long I as I did. Arm. Well, and then this he farted too. Don't forget that a couple times. Well, he'll edit that out. No, yeah. I'll never he's not gonna. <laughs> Josh will never. <laughs> I'm done. He left. I, Paul broke my spirit with 89. He fucking broke my spirit. I'm the Josh method now. Find the beginning, find the end, find a cold open, slap it in there. There you fucking go. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. And for that, I'm the maestro. I'm the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. Fuck you, Josh. Be good to each other.